Um, this club isn't just making bowls. I think a lot, of, like I first joined the club as a way to get involved into the art program, but it later turned into something um, way more than that for me. Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM dial, in the home, uh, in the car, 102.9, here today at Franklin High School, in the ceramics room, with Miss Brenna Johnson and the Empty Bowls Club to have a discussion. Brenna, good to see you again. Good to see you, Steve. <laughs> and who else do we have with us? My name's Katie Sawyer. I'm the president of Empty Bowls Club this year, and I'm a senior at Franklin High School. I'm Caroline Brusso. I'm a senior as well, and I am the vice president of the Empty Bowls Club here at Franklin High School. My name is Hannah Tory. I'm also a senior at Franklin High School, and I am a member of Empty Bowls Club. Um, I'm Samantha Taylor. I'm a senior at Franklin High School, and I'm a part of the Empty Bowls Club. I'm Annabelle Perez-Kosis. I'm a senior at Franklin High School, and I'm also a part of Empty Bowls Club. I'm Julia Spanik. I'm a senior here at Franklin High School, and I'm a member of the Empty Bowls Club. And if, while we're here on a Thursday, I think in three weeks, you've got the big event, the Empty Bowls Dinner. We do. <laughs> exactly, yeah, because it's Thursday. We do. <laughs> can't believe it's here but I mean because it's a year of work but yeah in about three weeks you know it's our big night. So you're in kind of crunch mode finishing up this and that and every other detail. Yeah we've been you know it, the club's been run a little differently this year because it's so large we have I think over 150 students connected to the club Wow. you know in various ways they plug in and plug yeah. out based on the sports season and the time of year. Sure. Um, but if, at the moment, it's all hands on deck. We've consolidated the groups so that we can get as much glazing as done. We, we believe we need every bowl we've made this year um, that we've produced just to kind of put out enough variety. So we're really coming down to the wire. And for the listeners, the empty bowls is a simple meal, a uh, bowl of soup and cookie. <laughs> uh, but then as part of the ticket, you get to take an empty bowl and that's what you're making yeah um our club's mission throughout the whole school year is to make hundreds of ceramic bowls that are then used at our fundraiser at the end of the year and so the students in this club have been working the entire year making bowls um, for the big event and um, every person that comes to the event who buys a ticket gets to take home one of the bowls and kind of signifies that every that somewhere someone's bowl is empty and that's our club's main message um, and that is really what this club um, strives to like promote and stuff about food insecurity in our local community so mm -hmm. um, that's kind of we're have a lot of bowls and we're very excited for the event just to see how many people come and really support not only our club but the Franklin Food Pantry as well right. yeah, yeah. I think what makes empty bowls so successful this is year eight for me mm -hmm. there's been many other iterations of empty yes. bowls I'm not Correct. the first empty bowls advisor but right. um, what makes it successful is our mission is really simple and right. I think it's its simplicity that allows a lot of students to plug in because the majority of the students connected to the empty bowls club for a variety of reasons, you know, don't get into clay classes. You know, um, mm -hmm. there's a small percentage, but a lot of group, a lot of a lot of the students, you know, this is their access to clay and glaze is through empty bowls. Right. 
but with a you know because our mission is just to make bowls mm -hmm. right it's it's just anyone can do that work yes. you know i mean our bowls have character we like to say everything has character that's the whole point of it right right um you know they're you know they're the focal point of the night because it's just such a celebration it's my favorite night of the year of course you know mm -hmm. outside of like i love graduation and actually like um senior awards night as well sure um and art night that we do through the national art honor society every year but it's just it's just such a great celebration of all of us working in this classroom every Monday on Tuesdays. Sometimes as we get closer to the fundraiser, we kind of amp up our work. Sure. Um, and then all of my classes participate in different ways as well. You know, when there's downtime in ceramics one, ceramics two, I'm like, make a bowl, glaze a bowl. Like, so it's like there's so many hands that participate. Uh, in this project, we've had senior, you know, like glaze night with parents, you know, Saturday, you know, open studios. And so we try and get as many people involved to understand, you know, it really takes a community to help um, folks that are, you know, food insecure. You know, we're, we're all kind of responsible in, in some way, shape or form for helping our neighbors, I believe. Yeah. Well, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to care for that child and that child. At least from the numbers I've seen, it's approximately 10% of our community yeah. is mm -hmm. at risk of an empty bowl. So, yeah. yeah, it's that's fairly significant for a community of our size. It is, and the, and the pandemic has you know raised those numbers. The pantry is serving more than they have. There's right. more need around this country and the world for that matter, especially for what's happening in Ukraine, right? The mm -hmm. need has just grown, right? Yep. We're, we don't have enough bread in this country and it's connected, you know, to, you know, way far away from us. And yeah. so it's just a reminder of how interconnected we are. And so even though our effort is, you know, maybe on a small scale through empty bowls, you know, it's still, it's still helping. And, you know, a large piece of what empty bowls is just bringing awareness mm -hmm. that this is there, you know, and that need is there. Starting with the awareness. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a yeah. really big piece. Because, yeah. like, when I first started this, it was so interesting to meet people at the fundraiser who were like, I didn't even know there was, like, a pantry in our town. Yes. Right? So even yeah. just the awareness component that we've done, I think, is, is uh, mm -hmm. important. Yeah, and I think uh, aside quickly the, for those who are not aware, listeners primarily, um, the food pantry is changing its location later this year, and they will be much more visible in the community as the new building, well, it's renewed building and their location, it will get painted white and thereby be that much more, wait a minute, really? Wait, where, what's that? Yeah. It'll be much more visible in the community, and that I think will certainly help. Never yeah. mind just giving a bigger space for those who have visited. The existing pantry, as functional as it was, just was not really an appropriate space. Yeah. To serve, especially the volume and especially the uh, changing needs from pandemic in terms of the remote delivery, drive-throughs, and just the more people, it, it'll be much better space. Yeah, the new location I think will expand what they can do and what they can offer. Um, I know they're really excited, and they've been working since since the day I started working with the food pantry. You know, that's been a top priority mm -hmm. is getting into a new building and it's you know taken many years for them to get to this point yep. and um, I'm really excited for them and mm -hmm. excited to be part of this next chapter yep. we might be able to do some stuff there as well on site which could be really cool because they'll actually have some space for <laughs> you to do that yeah. whereas before there was really no room to do that yeah yes so we'll see what the future brings yes mm -hmm. one step at a time yeah 
So a variety of bowls, shapes, sizes, colors, designs, everybody has an opportunity to do more than one. So I'm assuming you can do, you know, cover whatever your wish list is. Any particular approach do you take as well in terms of making a bowl? Um, so each week we have a different group of like group of uh, students who come into the classroom. Yeah, by class I think. Um, by class, so yeah. freshmen meet one Monday and then sophomores and then juniors and seniors, um, just because of the size of the club this sure. year. Yeah. Um, but me, Miss Johnson, and the officers um, come up with a theme each each week for students to somewhat follow, just for some ideas. Okay. Um, like around the holiday time, we do like Halloween bowls one week or giving thanks for Thanksgiving and mm -hmm. um, like being grateful and stuff like that. And then when we um, move into springtime, we do spring as one of our um, themes. But it's we really just ask that they come in, make a bowl. It doesn't have to f like follow the theme. Um, but we just give it to them as mm -hmm. some inspiration. But, um, yep, everyone, we give them a ball of clay, and then they just <laughs> make a pinch ball. pot. Um, make a pinch pot, and then do some hand building or texture on it, and that's basically all we ask of them, um, just to have fun. Um, this club isn't just making bowls. I think a lot, of, like, I first joined the club as a way to get involved in the art program, but it later turned into something um, way more than that for me um, obviously just helping the community and the small community that we have as an end at in empty bowls with the small group of students that we do have I think the small community we've built helps the greater community that we all call home which is Franklin so I think that's really important um, but yeah every kid who comes into this class um, is here to make a bowl and really just spread our message mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Um, I would say it's also definitely cool, like at the beginning of every year when we have like new freshmen or new members come in um, and then um, we teach them how to make the new bowls at school, like how to do the pinch pot method, for example. It's definitely cool to see how um, they learn how to do it and then put in their own um, texture and their own kind of spin on it mm -hmm. to keep going and have it develop throughout the year as well. I feel like also in empty bowls, there's always a spot for you and there's always something for you to do and contribute in some way. I know when I was a freshman, the club was really welcoming. All the upperclassmen were excited about making bowls and just really made me feel a part of the community and made me feel like I was doing something. So I feel like as we spread that idea or that like message throughout the upcoming grades, mm -hmm. like everyone will feel like they're contributing to their community in, in a safe and happy way. Right. And then with a the little bit, and again, you've got kind of your circle, your inner circle here, but then clearly you're part of other groups, other clubs, other sports teams, et cetera, and then in just your classrooms. And, well, where are you, what are you doing with it? Oh, today's an empty bowls day, et cetera. So the conversation will just continue to move within the school and then out the school as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I find a lot of synergy to the extent that as a writer I start with words you start with clay and then there may be a theme in mind whether I'm reporting clay I have to tell that particular story but then when I do my side writing of poetry then I can do more of that creative more of that expression piece and you know create something that you're proud of and you can share with others and may spark some conversation which will lead to something else 
Yeah, I would say like each bowl we make tells a story. Like as Katie was saying, you know, we have different themes to give students a place to begin. Mm -hmm. But again, not everyone is bound by that. But like what's really fun is that as we've been glazing the bowls, like we have a lot of heart bowls from Valentine's Day. We have a lot of bowls from Thanksgiving. We even have like, you know, a bowl in the shape of a turkey, you know, and so like, (laughs) which is hilarious. It's one of my favorite bowls. So I'm just gonna scoop it up. It was glazed up really well too. But like what's cool about looking, when we put the bowl table together, it tells a story of different moments in the club too. So like it just like they're all grouped by, you know, they're not grouped by theme, but each bowl kind of connects to the different moments we had in the club and in the making of the bowls itself. And so it's just a great, like, it's such a great overview of the entire year, yes. you know? And so this, you know, in, in the way that you're telling your story through words, we're telling the story, the different moments of the year, different holidays um, through clay and glaze. Right. And it's just really cool to see all that come together because we can remember what was happening in each of those meetings mm-hmm. through, through, the, through how the bowls look right. and how they were glazed. Right. And then for some who have been fortunate to participate in a number, I've got kind of a mini collection at the home <laughs> over the years, so I can remember, oh, that was that year, this was this year. Yeah. And they're all used in different ways, but clearly there are bowls and it still brings that awareness and reminder. Yeah. That's why it's so important for us. We try to have um, on the bottom of every bowl, like, you know, EB for empty bowls and then the year, you know, for we've had a, you know, we've been really lucky to have multiple people come back to the fundraiser year after year. And I just think that timestamp is really important because it just it's just different, different years, different moments, Mm -hmm. you know, the COVID years, you know, we did a lot of things online. We did, you know, a small version of empty bowls in the classroom. And so they also kind of, you know, demarcate what's happened each year as well, mm-hmm. you know, and the different iterations of Empty Bowls had to go through during those, you know, those tough years. Evolving over time due to the circumstances. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then as part of that, you also have the silent auction, which is really, from what I've seen, they're practical, they're gorgeous, they're works of art. For sure. We have, I think we have about 12 silent auction pieces this year. It's probably the most we've ever had. I think so. Um, <laughs> just a wide variety of things. Um, we have candles. We have um, vases, bowls, um, just decorative pieces, a tic-tac-toe board. I mean, we have a bunch of different things that we've never really created um, for silent auction pieces. Um, but we're really excited. There are students who are making these pieces who are um, well adapted to this classroom they really know how to work with clay and so mm-hmm. that's what makes these pieces um, really special um, spent a lot of time on them a lot of people did um, still working on them today as well <laughs> glazing finishing up the last couple of things um, but yes we're very excited about the silent auction pieces this year yeah. yeah it's been a good I mean we've had the silent auction in since I've been running it from from day one and I love the silent auction because it's a small group of students this year a little larger who are willing to put in a little extra time mm-hmm. and you know make something that's more sophisticated more dynamic and they do it in club after school direct studies and plug into this classroom in different ways right. you know and it's just it's just really cool to see these students step up and take you know take on a larger role the excitement that they have of the, of the pieces at the fundraiser is just so awesome. You know, they're dancing around their table and their pants are coming up. And it's just like, it's just, it's just really cool. And it's just another way, you know, there's a couple of different additional opportunities at the fundraiser that we can raise 
um, some 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 more funds for the Franklin Food Pantry and the silent auction ha- has done that. You know, mm-hmm. in some years, you know, the, the, we've raised. You know, it, it it it's not necessarily about how much we raise through that that additional piece, but it's just great to see students take a larger role in taking on that work. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. they name the pieces in a really fun, creative way, and then they do a little write-up about the pieces as well, and sometimes mm-hmm. that connects back to the bigger ideas of empty bowls, or sometimes it's just something that they really wanted to make, and it's just a celebration of these shapes and forms mm-hmm. that they've come up with. Yep. And so it's been it's been a really nice piece yeah. to that night. Yeah, I know from prior years, if I recall, you also had some alumni participate. Did you have any this year as well? Yeah, I believe Drew Conrad, um, who's a graduate of Franklin High School, former president of Empty Bowls, um, will be bringing a piece. It's in process. There's been a few hiccups <laughs> in the firing, I think. Um, he's Oops, been making it yep. school up at Alfred University um, and a little bit maybe here at home in a studio in Franklin. And so we're hoping that something will make its way here. But mm-hmm. that's been... Over the years, we've had um, students that have graduated come back and make pieces as well. And so that's also just another layer of, um, you know, the power of empty bowls yeah. and how cool it is, is that students, you know, for a handful of years, you know, can can stay connected. The door is always open in empty right. bowls because, right. you know, as we were saying, it's really a community effort. And so yes. if someone wants to come back and spend some time in this classroom, we say yes. yes. The, the door is open. <laughs> the door is open. Yes. Yeah. This year, we also had um, state rep Jeff Roy come in and make a piece, which we're really excited about. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, we haven't glazed that up. That was really cool. I've been trying to connect with him for several years, and this year, somehow, it came together. And actually, a bunch of us were here after school working with him. Oh, good. And uh, he's made a large platter based on the Massachusetts state seal. Ooh. And um, so we have to work on glazing that up. Yeah. Yeah, I know his schedule is slightly bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos yeah. to you. I know it's one of his key pieces, but yeah, in terms of priorities, I'll phrase it that way. Um, but to produce a piece, I'm, I'm sure he's having fun with that too. Yes. Yeah, it was great. He's always shown empty bowls um, an enormous amount of kindness. Yes. And when he can make the, uh, the fundraiser, you know, he's here. Mm -hmm. And so it's been another, you know, again, like the success of Empty Bowls. It's just like, you know, him plugging in and bringing a spotlight on the importance of uh, the Franklin Food Pantry has just been really empowering, you know, that support comes to us in all different ways. And so that's, that's amazing. I'll also say that sitting in this room, we have members who've had former siblings part of Empty Bowls. Oh, okay, yes. yes. And yeah. so, actually, Annabelle's sister helped start Empty Bowls when I first took it on. And okay. so, so yeah. like, just in thinking about, you know, just the connectivity to the club, and mm-hmm. I've been teaching long enough now that siblings have been moving through this classroom. Yes. And so like, that's amazing. Like, I'm yeah. so humbled. Like yeah. Lydia's aunt, she like was one of the first soup servers <laughs> at the Empty Bowls event, <laughs> she uh-huh. was. And so like, right. that's just like, I mean, I could like tear up a little bit, but like, yeah. that's like, yeah. that's amazing. You yeah. know, and then like Katie and her brother are making it, she has a twin, a twin brother, and they're making a silent auction object together. Mm-hmm. and then. Her mom's been in the classroom helping glaze, and so it's just like you know, it's just it's just amazing, you know. The, the there's a lot of hands connected to this, and then there's also a lot of history within families of yes. you know giving this club time, yes. and that's like yeah. that's like such a gift. Yeah. Uh, my two daughters came through. One graduated in 2004, the other one 2006. They were both empty bowlers for their four years here at the in those days. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's that's amazing. Yeah. I don't think I really thought through when I first started. I was like, I was like, is anyone going to even participate in this club? <laughs> you know, I just envisioned me here alone making yeah. pinch pots. Like, is anyone going to want to work with clay? And lo and behold, like, you know, we started, you know, with 20 students, 30 students, you know, for the first couple of years. Um, and it's just it's grown and then the more i've been teaching you know obviously there's you know siblings moving through the high school mm -hmm. and it's just it's amazing good things come with time yes and you started continued continued and that consistency breeds more consistency <laughs> so yeah i i'm hopeful and confident <laughs> that there'll be continued growth in that um so yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I see us staying strong for many years. I'm excited to get to year 10. I want to kind of have a big party mm -hmm. in two years and like have a lot of these folks back. And the Zajac brothers played at the first Empty Bowls okay. um, yep. event. And I've been in touch with them a little bit in the past year. And I told them they're coming back for number 10 <laughs> if I can hunt them down you know, through, probably through social media um, and just kind of like circle back to some of the things we did first year and just really kind of celebrate. I'm looking forward to, you know, having weathered the storm of COVID yes. and not, you know, missing a step, so to speak. So we to still kind of, we were able to kind of keep the footprint of empty bowls. And so, you know, I'm just looking forward to us kind of getting stronger and also just maintaining, you know, like longevity yeah. for fundraisers can be tricky, right? you know, and so we yeah. seem to still, you know, pique the interest of the Franklin community because yeah. that's, it's them coming to the fundraiser that, you know, is the final piece of this puzzle is getting yes. people into this building. Right. You know, either making donations online, for the dinner, yeah, having the conversation, the multiple conversations, yeah. really, that happens in the cafeteria, yeah, yeah. Means. So yeah. that's like the final piece that we need to finish our work off is you know promoting, doing what we're doing today to kind of get the message out that you know we're here and with you know, you know a monetary investment you know in a ticket really kind of goes a long way mm -hmm. in helping the Franklin Food Pantry. Yep, yep. and of course there's options so that if you don't make it on that particular day you can still contribute to the pantry in a number of ways totally. of course yeah. they'll always take the money mm -hmm. and or the food and or the garden produce whatever the food pantry has needs year-round so yeah yeah they've done well at building the sponsorships you know so there's a lot of fundraising that happens even before the mm -hmm. fundraiser they Correct. can use the name of empty bowls and, and that's kind of started in the last maybe five years, the sponsorships that mm -hmm. went there in the beginning. Yep. And so that's kind of helped bring in some additional funding. Yeah, and which... by disclosure, I'm proud to be a sponsor of Empty Bowls. <laughs> yes. For <Yay>! disclosure, <laughs> per podcast nomenclature, I'm supposed to disclose that. So, yeah. yes, wow. I have no problem doing so. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then I also went so far because I've been quiet poet I actually composed a poem for you yeah yes and that's posted on the line the link is in will be in the show notes so if people listening to this want to read I hope I tell at least enough of the story of what you've been doing and why you've been doing it that people understand so. yeah no I think I, you did I think your words were really powerful and I think you kind of you know you were telling the story more broadly about the country and then kind of narrowing it down to the Franklin Food Pantry and what Empty Bowls is trying to do, you know, and kind of talking about 
food insecurity is everywhere right. and that there's a need and that you know we see it you know, broadly within the country and the world and then as you narrow your focus down even in your own town that need is there yes. you know not every town is lucky enough to have a pantry no. the franklin food pantry i'm astonished about how active they are in terms of programming mm-hmm. and fundraising and building visibility within franklin yep. And so that group of people have done an amazing job at, you know, just letting the town and the surrounding area, because I know people can tap in a little bit from mm-hmm. the surrounding area into sure. their services. They've done a great job at just, you know, you know, letting people know that they're here. And so I think you've kind of touched upon that in your in your words really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. The artfulness of the words. Yeah. Yes. Akin to the art that you're doing in the bowls. Yeah. Yep. So there was a nice connection between your words, what we're doing, and what the pantry is doing. And I think it all comes together in mm-hmm. um, a really positive way. Yeah. And hopefully it'll come together in a more positive way with additional funds going to the pantry. And then we'll yes. all be happy. <laughs> yes. That's the <laughs> Or happy. You're already happy now because you're doing stuff. Yeah. That's which is the a hope. key piece. Yes. That's the hope. I mean, whatever each year kind of fluctuates, you know. And what we raise, um, you know, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, just letting people know that the pantry is here is step mm-hmm. number one. And then if folks have an opportunity to give, not everyone does, and you can help in different ways. Um, but if you can give at the event, that just helps us help them fulfill, mm-hmm. you know, we fulfill our mission and we pay that forward. Well, thank you all for taking time today. I really appreciate it coming into the ceramic studio and seeing the place where it happens (laughs) in a rather quiet moment i'm sure it's not so quiet on a monday or tuesday (laughs) definitely not (laughs) no there's always but it's all good things happening it's just a little bit noisier than recording for for a podcast (laughs) yeah yeah no it's all great i'd also say that for the students that are in the classroom this afternoon, I mean, these are all AP 3D students. And so not only have they spent years a part of Empty Bowls, they've spent many years in this classroom working with clay and glaze. And so that's there's only a very small group of students connected to Empty Bowls that follow that trajectory. And mm-hmm. so that's what makes you know the students in this classroom you know, really important because they really know this classroom, they really know clay and glaze, and so they can help the club kind of <laughs> um, you know, make better met better objects, but also just the connection to this classroom um, for a small group of students is is really powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, they've yeah. just been here for a long period of time. Right. And I'm sorry to see them go. <laughs> you know, it's awesome to have seniors in the club, but it's also hard to like see that handoff and to see them. I mean, obviously yeah. they're supposed to graduate and move on to bigger and better yes. things. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. But their, yeah. their time has come. You'll have some others coming behind, whether siblings or not. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But it's been it's been really special right. for that that group of students yeah. that have really spent time in this classroom. It's it's definitely hard to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. It is. As a you know, prior life former teacher, I understand that. Yeah. Yes, it's it's hard to do that. Yeah, but it's part of the part of the role. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's part of what makes the fundraiser a little extra special is because we're going to recognize seniors and give them cords. We started that tradition last year, and we're yep. maintaining that tradition. And so I, it's also a little bit of a celebration of them and their work and sure. their commitment to the club. Yeah, by all means. Good. Well, again, thank you all for participating today. Um, for those listening. We do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. 
This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.